Glory to Jesus Christ, Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish presents Light of the East, a program revealing how the Eastern Catholic Churches have nourished the Roman Catholic Churches and today's world in profound ways through their history, traditions, mysteries, and spirituality. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, pastor of Annunciation of the Mother of God Byzantine Catholic Church in Homer Glen, Illinois, and this is the story of the Eastern Churches, an inspiring story of faith courage, intrigue, mystery, spirituality, dissension, and reconciliation. But most of all, this is an expression of a great experience of faith through our unique divine liturgy. Join with me now as we look toward the light of the East. Light of the East is also supported by the iconography of Father Thomas J. Loya. Father Loya's iconography for your prayer and home devotion may be obtained by going to MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com That's MorningstarBooksAndGifts.com Then click on the Art and Decorative link and click on Icons in the drop-down box or call 630-629-1720 Morningstar Books and Gifts 28 West St. Charles Street, Lombard, Illinois Welcome to Light of the East. I'm Father Thomas Loya on this very special Sunday. This is the Sunday of Pentecost. It's sent to the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church. And of course, one of the themes of this great day of Pentecost is unity of bringing the whole church together. The apostles, you remember, when they were endowed with the Holy Spirit on that very first Pentecost, they went out and they were able to speak in the language of everyone so that everyone could hear them. There was a unity, a unifying element of truth as a result of the variety of tongues. That's the great paradox or beautiful complementarity or contradiction that happened in this marvelous event of the Pentecost, a gathering together, the unity by means of variety or diversity, which is part of the genius of the church, part of the soul of the church. And so it's rather providential that today on Light of the East, on this Pentecost Sunday, we have a person who has been dedicated to the unity of the church by virtue of its diversity. And he's got something really, really exciting to tell us about. Welcome again to Light of the East, Jack Fiegel. Hello, Father. How are you? Good. Glory to Jesus Christ on this wonderful Pentecost Sunday. Glory forever. Jack, you've been involved in bringing the church together uh, in the spirit of this whole idea of this whole event of Pentecost, but you've been doing it through a a lot of ways. First of all, you are the uh, president of Eastern Christian Publications, correct? That's right. Uh, We've uh, been publishing books about the Eastern churches, both Catholic and Orthodox now, since 1993. So So oftentimes, Jack, people ask me, where can I find out more? Where can I learn more about the Eastern churches? And so I point to different sources, and certainly Eastern Christian Publications is one of those. What's the easiest way to get to your publications? Uh, The easiest way is through our website, uh, which is simply ecpubs.com. We have an online catalog of uh, uh, almost 200 books of various shapes and sizes. Uh, We have an ongoing three-times-a-year journal called Eastern Churches Journal. Uh, and a whole series of uh, texts, of uh, biographies of uh, church leaders over the years, history of various churches, theology, spirituality, liturgy, liturgical texts, uh, just a whole wide range, including uh, some uh, special material for children. We've uh, converted icons with line drawings into coloring books uh, for all age groups of children. So uh, we've, we've got a, a number of uh, products and uh, print material available through ecpubs.com. You're also president and founder of OLTV Web, correct? That's right. Uh, Oriental Element Television. Uh, we've taken the name 
for this media uh, ministry, similar to what you do with Light of the East, but with uh, CDs and DVDs uh, and online video streaming. Uh, that website is now named OLTV.TV, and it's got some 250 hour-long shows uh, from past Oriental Illuminate conferences, uh, as well as lectures, uh, video books, uh, special events from all over the world. You've been behind some special events for a number of years here, and you've got three of them coming up. These are two Oriental Illuminate conferences, one of which is called Euro East, which is going to be held in Constantinople. We always call it Constantinople, don't we, Jack? It'll always be Constantinople right. to me. <laughs> it's, it's like... the, the airlines call it Istanbul, but it's always Constantinople to us. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That, of course, was the birthplace of the Byzantine Church, the Church of the East, under Constantine way back in the 4th century. We're going to talk about that great event, but there's two more leading up to it. One is called Orientali Lumen North, and one is called Orientali Lumen East. East, yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, Tell us about the... our 14th year. We started in 1997, so uh, we're having two conferences on the same theme. In fact, all three conferences are on the same theme of the Church Council. The Church Councils, and that's a... We're going to be focusing on the history of the Church uh, in the first millennium and the various councils that took place in the eastern part of the Roman Empire back in those days. And those councils in the eastern churches are huge because the eastern churches, especially the Orthodox churches, put great emphasis on the teaching to the council. As many of you know, in the eastern Orthodox churches, they have patriarchs, and, of course, one of those patriarchs at, at one time, of course, in, of the whole church was what they the each would consider to be the Patriarch of the West, in other words, the Pope of Rome or the Bishop of Rome. That's how the East would have looked at him, especially in the first millennium. But the Orthodox churches don't put as much emphasis on a single one head of the church, say in the West, as the Catholic Church does with the Pope, but rather on the teachings of the councils. So this is going to be a very significant and unifying conference. Now, the first one up, Jack, is on June, starts on June 7th, correct? That's right. It will be at uh... Seton Hall University in northern New Jersey, just outside of New York City. Uh, and we have uh, an exciting lineup of speakers at all three, but uh, the, at that particular one, uh, we will have for the first time uh, a new church leader from Rome uh, by the name of Archbishop Cyril Vassal, uh, who is a Jesuit uh, and was the uh, rector of the Pontifical Oriental Institute, uh, is a scholar in his own right, but is now, uh, as Archbishop, he is the Secretary for the Congregation of the Eastern Catholic Churches at the Vatican. And he is of a Slovak descent, right? He is That's right. Slovakia. He uh, is a, a priest uh, of the Diocese of Košice in eastern Slovakia, and for the first time a senior Vatican official in that position, uh, and in, in any high-ranking position, is actually the son of a priest. Uh, his father uh, and comes mm. from a priestly family, uh, and uh, of course in the Greek Catholic Churches in Slovakia and Ukraine and Eastern Europe in general, uh, the priests are uh, more likely to be married than not. Yeah, in other words, while they're seminarians, uh, in other words, married men can become priests. That's right, and that's right. They, they have to actually uh, choose to, to marry, uh, find a spouse, and get married before they're ordained a deacon, uh, and then following uh, ordination to, to the diaconate, and they're ordained to the priesthood. And it's interesting that he is the son of a priest, but he himself is celibate. He's in a religious order. In other That's words, right. he's monastic. Right. Oftentimes, the son of a priest, if he becomes a priest, will also be a married priest as well, but not always. So and it's interesting in this case that he chose to be, or was answered a call to be, uh, a monastic, basically. 
Right. Now, there's another, a couple of, there, some of these, these speakers are really exciting, and, and the implications of these speakers is also exciting. Like, for instance, there's a Archimandrite Cyril uh, Hoverun. That's uh, right. Tell us about him. First of all, describe what an Archimandrite is. Well, an Archimandrite, uh, you could consider is equivalent to the title Monsignor uh, in the Latin Church. It's an elevated priestly title usually used as the leader of a monastery, so it could be considered as equivalent to, to the title abbot. But it's also used as, a, as an honorific title to recognize priests who have achieved uh, certain uh, uh, you know, special uh, work in the church or have a special position. And so uh, Father Cyril is, uh, has the title Archimandrite. And he, he is a director of religious education in Moscow. Yes, he is a, from the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, the Moscow Patriarchate. Uh, it will actually be Father Cyril's second time speaking at an Oriental Illumin conference. Uh, he was a speaker about six or seven years ago when he was still a layman, uh, mm. and he was uh, his uh, name was Sergei Hoverun. Uh, he's actually Ukrainian by birth, uh, but uh, is now a priest of the Moscow Patriarchate and works in Moscow. Uh, and uh, he'll be coming to be one of our speakers. He's a he's a bit of a scholar, uh, a young man in his 40s, uh, has achieved a, a, a good deal of reputation throughout the world. Uh, and uh, I've seen him uh, on a couple of occasions over the years. And uh, when I wrote him last year to come and be a speaker, he was uh, very willing to come and, and share some of his thoughts about the church councils and the history of the, the early church. And if they want to hear one of the most colorful and accomplished scholars in Eastern churches in recent history, they have to come to hear Archimandrite Father Robert Taft. Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah, Father, Father Taft is, is colorful, to say the least, uh, <laughs> and he uh, certainly has a certain way of talking about anything dealing with the Eastern churches. Uh, and as I suggested to him for this conference that he speak about something other than liturgy, he said, what, how can a Father Taft speak on anything but liturgy. That is my subject. That is what I'm known for. So we'll be hearing about liturgies <laughs> as they were discussed at the councils, I'm sure. <laughs> Father Taft has become a, a kind of a, a classic, lovable, scholastic curmudgeon, hasn't he? Jack? That's right. <laughs> Especially, he's now approaching, I believe, 80 years old. Oh my goodness. Uh, and uh, uh, he's now retired from teaching. He's still writing uh, volumes and volumes. Uh, he still has a number of projects that he says he wants to finish. But he's also been very gracious and over the last couple of years has recorded some 20 to 25 lectures uh, of his teachings about liturgy in all sorts of different shapes and sizes and flavors and aspects uh, that we've recorded as lectures for OLTV that are now available to either watch on our website or or purchase as uh, educational material for adult uh, programs at our parishes. And by the way, for anyone interested in any way serious about learning about Eastern liturgy, you, you will and must come across the name Father Robert Taft uh, right. in That's writings, right. books, whatever. You must, if you have not really studied liturgy, unless you've come across that name. So yeah, he's a giant, and he's lots of fun. He's very colorful, and uh, it'd be just worth it to, to come out to hear these tremendous speakers. And again, this particular one, the first one up, uh, uh, first one at bat here is the Orange Lumen Conference North at Seton Hall University in South Orange, New Jersey, correct? Yep, it'll be starting in just a couple of weeks, June 7th. And uh, for information on that one, where can they go? Uh, the website with all the information about all these conferences, with including online registration, is uh, olconference.com. And so there's lots of information, the detailed agendas, brochures, flyers to download, uh, as well as uh, actual registration online. Okay, and now we're going to talk about Oriental Illumin East and also Euro East when we return. I'm speaking with Jack Fingle today on Light of the East.
Light of the East mission is Christianity's reunion. And to tell the story of the Eastern Lung of the Catholic Church, we need your support. In order to keep Light of the East on the air, you can make a donation now by going to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. Click on the radio button and then donate securely using any major credit card. With your help, we can keep Light of the East's illumination bright. Hello, I am Father Thomas J. Loya, and I am here to tell you that we are killing ourselves, literally killing ourselves, from the foods that we eat to the pills and liquids that we consume to the unborn children that we abort. Yet much of this demographic suicide can be laid at the very doorstep of the prevailing theory of evolution. On Saturday, June 5th, 2010, at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church, the Colby Center for the Study of Creation will present overwhelming evidence of how Darwin's theory of evolution, so widely accepted in the scientific and academic communities, is destroying us. Millions of people for generations have lost their faith and had their lives destroyed because they never had the opportunity to hear the evidence that you will hear at Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Church, Saturday, June 5th at 1 p.m., located at 14610 Will Cook Road in Homer Glen, Illinois. For more details, call 708-645-0241 or go to byzantinecatholic.com. That's byzantinecatholic.com. And may God be with you. The Tabor Life Institute which is dedicated to the formation and education in the theology of the body. To find out more about the Tabor Life Institute, you can go to taborlife.org. That's taborlife.org. Especially if you're interested in conferences and retreats, in particular for youth, young adults, and also for those of you who speak Spanish. That's taborlife.org. You're listening to Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. The Daughters of St. Paul sponsor a monthly study group on the theology of the body. The discussions are led by Father Thomas Loya. Glory to Jesus Christ. Every second Saturday during the month at Pauline Books and Media, 172 North Michigan Avenue in Chicago, from 1030 until 12 noon Central Time. Simultaneously and interactively video streamed live online. As you know, we are concerned about the sacramental liturgical worldview as delivered by John Paul II's Theology of the Body. For more information, go to daughtersofstpaul.com or call 312-346-4228. Welcome back to Light of the East. Our special guest is our good friend, Jack Figo, a man who works in the spirit of today's marvelous feast, the Feast of Pentecost, the unity through diversity. And Jack Figo puts together conferences, international conferences and national conferences, which brings together the diversity of the church, scholars, laymen, clergy from the Roman Catholic Church, the Western churches, the Eastern Catholic churches, and also the Eastern Orthodox churches. We talked about the three conferences that he's promoting. First one was Oriental Lumen North, but the second one now is Oriental Lumen East, which is going to be at the John Paul II Cultural Center in Washington, D.C. And again, we're talking about the speakers here, not only because they're so noteworthy and, and, and really they're, they're, they're must-sees, uh, they're must-hears, but also because of how they, through who they are and what they are, teach us about the Eastern churches. But also, Jack, at Oriental Lumen East, you've got Archbishop Donald Worrell speaking. Yes, that's right. Uh, he is currently the Archbishop of Washington, D.C., uh, was previously bishop in Pittsburgh, where I grew up, uh, and now he's uh, here and has graciously agreed to take a break from his busy schedule and to actually address us with a plenary talk as a historian 
to talk about the councils of the church. And also at this particular one, Orientale Lumen East, uh, oh, by the way, the dates for that are June 21st to the 24th. That's right, in about a month's time. And there's another interesting speaker, Metropolitan Jonah. That's right. He is the primate or the uh, head and leader of the entire Orthodox Church in America, which is one of the several jurisdictions of Orthodox churches in the United States. And uh, it's also commonly known as the OCA. Uh, his his Metropolitan See, or the headquarters for his church and his cathedral, are actually here in Washington. And uh, he was a speaker for us at our OL13 last summer on the topic of spirituality. And uh, he uh, offered and agreed even back then to return. And so we're very honored and very, very pleased that he's agreed to come back and, and be with us uh, for this conference. And now you also have a layman at this conference, Mr. Elias Damianakis. That's right. He's a, a Greek Orthodox iconographer, uh, lives in Florida, and does uh, restoration of churches, iconography, and lectures on iconography. And so he'll be coming to speak to us uh, again about the same theme, the councils of the church, uh, and icons as they played a, a, a role in the Eastern churches through that first millennium. Uh, and I'm sure he will be focusing also on the Seventh Ecumenical Council, the last of the Ecumenical Councils recognized by both the Catholic and the Orthodox churches, uh, in which the icons were restored for usage in the Eastern churches in the 8th century, and uh, uh, that we honor uh, with a feast day. Uh, The first Sunday of Lent is known as the Sunday of the True Faith, or the Sunday of Orthodoxy, and it commemorates the restoration of icons to our churches. And speaking of speakers on iconography, at your third conference, and the big one, called Oriental Lumen Euro East, the third one, it's July 5th to the 8th in Istanbul, Turkey, which we know as Constantinople. There's going to be also another lay speaker, and he's Professor Richard Snyder, who has also some very interesting perspectives on iconography. Yes, uh, Father, or sorry, not Father, but uh, Professor Snyder uh, is a part-time teacher at St. Vladimir's Seminary in New York and uh, University uh, York University in Toronto. Uh, but he has a very interesting perspective. He he teaches at the uh, seminaries and universities uh, a very in-depth analysis of the symbols contained in icons, uh, not just their artistic style, but the symbology. He actually uh, has coined a phrase that I had never heard before I met him. Uh, he, he talks about the iconology yes. of icons rather than the theology uh, or the symbology or iconography, but he talks about iconology as a, as a subject matter in which he, he really delves into the details, and uh, in October he was here in Washington giving a seminar uh, on this topic, uh, and he came here to our studios at OLTV and did six, five or six lectures on a detailed analysis of the great feasts of the Church, the 12 to 14 feasts, of course, Pentecost, the one we're celebrating today being one of them, but uh, the lectures are just marvelous intellectual and educational explanations of all the uh, pieces and parts and how icons fit together and why icons in the East uh, have prototypes in which uh, a standard design is used uh, all through the centuries to represent the same feast days. And speaking of that, I would like to warn anyone who would come on these uh, conferences, if you say this phrase relative to iconography in front of Father Robert Taft, our friend Father Robert Taft, if you say in front of him the phrase writing icons, I would then suggest that you duck. <laughs> yes, uh, the, the very speakers we'd have over the years, uh, they, they tend to have very uh, different opinions as to whether uh, people write icons or they paint icons. 
Yes, it's become very popular to correct someone and say, oh, it's not painting icons, it's called writing icons. Yeah, That's and, the more and there correct. are others who argue the other way. <laughs> That's absolutely. But the, 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 uh, Dr. Schneider is a very thought-provoking, fascinating speaker on iconology, iconography, as well as our friend, Father Robert Taft, and all the speakers here. Another great one, another interesting one you have from the Russian Orthodox Church outside Russia, Sister Vasha Laren. Yes, uh, I met her uh, several years ago through Father Taft. She studied under him in Rome uh, on liturgy, and uh, she's now a professor uh, at the University of Vienna. Uh, she's from New York State. Uh, her father was a priest of the Russian Orthodox Church outside Russia, sometimes called the Synodal Church, uh, and she's a very, very erudite speaker, uh, has a wonderful wealth of knowledge about the Church uh, and her own upbringing in the Russian Orthodox tradition, and she will be coming from Vienna to, to Constantinople to be one of our plenary speakers as well. And then we have another bigger-than-life speaker, one of our old standards, Metropolitan Callistus of Dioclea. Yes, yes. His eminence was just here in America for 10 days of speaking uh, during Lent uh, back in February, and uh, uh, even in the midst of the two big snowstorms in Washington, we had standing room only crowds at churches that he spoke uh, through the middle of all that, and he's uh, graced us by agreeing to be one of our speakers for this conference. But in addition to being a speaker uh, on the topic of the church councils, uh, he's also going to lead us on pilgrimage the weekend after the conference to um, Ephesus and to the island of Patmos, mm. uh, which is just off the coast of Turkey, uh, where he actually was professed as a monk of the monastery of St. John the Evangelist, and so we'll be getting a, an insider's view of the monastery and his own personal experiences uh, at places like Ephesus uh, that I think is going to be uh, truly, even for me, uh, a trip of a lifetime. And if you go to this trip to Istanbul, you will be welcomed personally by Patriarch Bartholomew. Tell us about him. You know him very well, Jack. Yes, this will be, I think if I count up my, my visas and my passport, is about number 15 or 16 trip. Uh, to Constantinople to, to meet his, his All Holiness. Uh, I was there in October planning this conference, uh, spent an hour with him one-on-one, -on -one, just he and I, and then he invited me for lunch. Uh, so I was very, very honored to, to, to be working with him. And uh, he's agreed that he will address and welcome our conference at the opening session. Uh, on the Wednesday of the conference, it's the anniversary of the repose of Patriarch Athenagoras, hmm. who met with Paul VI, in uh, Jerusalem to lift the anathemas of 1054. Uh, he will be going to the tomb of Patriarch Athenagoras to uh, have a memorial service and invited our conference, all of our participants, to join him in that memorial service. Uh, and then he will probably uh, be at the Patriarchate later that day where we'll have a tour and we'll, he will receive us in a private audience uh, at the Patriarchate. And he, he's a very gracious host. I remember I, w I had the privilege of being on one of Jack's trips, one of these magnificent conferences in Istanbul a few years ago. And boy, we had just the greatest time over there in uh, in Istanbul, in Turkey. Uh, we were treated and hosted beautifully. Oh, my goodness, the food, the food. <laughs> oh, the hospitality was just tremendous. And again, this patriarch, Bartholomew, is, I guess, to put it in words that maybe some of our listeners would kind of relate to, in a sense, you can almost say he's sort of like, um, I know I'm going a little bit on the limb, but I think for the point of... Uh, of understanding, uh, kind of like uh, the Orthodox Pope, as it were? Yeah, he's considered the spiritual leader of the Orthodox world, and so he doesn't have the same sort of uh, authority or recognition that, say, the Pope does in the Catholic Church, but he has certainly been a, a spiritual leader. Uh, his formal title 
is Ecumenical Patriarch. Uh, he's the only patriarch of the Eastern Churches that uses the title Ecumenical, and he does uh, take on the responsibility of trying to coordinate and keep uh, unity within the Orthodox Churches right now, and is the lead individual in dealing with the Catholic Church. I was uh, blessed to be in uh, Istanbul, Constantinople, couple of three, four years ago when Pope Benedict made his historic journey there, and the two of them uh, had a number of services together, uh, made some very significant historic firsts, and so uh, Patriarch Bartholomew, uh, who studied in Rome at the Oriental Institute before he became Patriarch, uh, actually knows uh, Pope Benedict personally, and uh, I think uh, a lot of the, the encouragement and good news that we keep hearing from the international dialogue uh, is because of these two church leaders that are leading their respective churches towards the unity that we all uh, are looking for. And we thank you, especially on this day of Pentecost, this Feast of Unity through Diversity, Jack, for all that you do in the area of diversity and unity in the Church, of ecumenism, and you certainly do marvelous things on a national, international basis. We really want to thank you for it. And also, again, remind our listeners, consider these marvelous conferences, and to find out, just go to olconference.com. Jack, thanks for being with us today on Light of the East. Thank you, Father Tom. It's always a pleasure. God bless you in your work, and thank you for listening. I'm Father Thomas Loya on Light of the East. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will return to the Light of the East. To find out more about Annunciation Byzantine Catholic Parish, visit our website, byzantinecatholic.com, where you will also find an archive of all of our programs. In order to continue this program with its mission of Christianity's reunion, we need your support with a donation. Any amount would be a blessing. Please make out a check to Light of the East Radio and send it to Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, Homer Glen, Illinois, 60491. That's Light of the East, 14610 Will Cook Road, spelled W-I-L-L-C-O-O-K, Road, Homer Glen, Illinois. From the light of the East, a new dawn of unity is in sight. God bless you, go with God, and may God bless you and grant you many happy years. <laughs>